Hello and welcome to the Nonsense Gaming Podcast, the podcast where we chill and talk about gaming and nerd culture from the casual's perspective. We're happy to have you here as we explore our topic for today, Magic the Gathering. Tonight we have a special guest joining us to discuss MTG. He knows way more than any of us. Please welcome Graham. Salutations. <laughs> and as always, we've got our host. I'm Kitty. I'm Uni. And I'm Roxy. Let's go, boys. So before we dive into it, let's get to know our guest a little bit. Graham, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your experience with Magic? Yeah, totally. Uh, so I first started collecting Magic around like 2004-ish. Uh, it was super fun, exciting. Cards seemed like really neat and had pretty pictures on them. Uh, and I just had nobody to actually play with. So that eventually faded out. Later on, though, I got I think that kind of reignited with a buddy of mine in high school, probably around 2010, uh, and then just kind of kept on the fringes of it ever since then, uh, with recently, uh, probably since about 2016, 2017 or so, uh, just going really full bore into it. So since then, it's been a very integral part of my life and my fun there. Awesome. Thank you for that, Graham. Let me give you a rundown of what we have in store tonight. We'll begin our discussion with a rundown of the new Zendikar Rising set. Then we will hop into a lighthearted game of most likely to Ravnica edition. After, we will take a deep dive into our love of Magic the Gathering. Finally, we will close the night by ranking the Ravnica guilds. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, Graham, why <laughs> don't you nothing. tell us a little bit about the new set? Yeah, uh, so Magic, in a similar kind of vein to D&D, &D, which I understand you talked about earlier in the show here, has several different planes uh, that it is set in. And so now we're going back to one of the, uh, I'll say, more loved planes in Zendikar. And so this is full of a whole bunch of things that are related to the Earth itself. We have some characters coming back that are pretty big names in Jace and Nahiri, uh, as well as Nissa coming in. So right now we're just getting a kind of a, a preview little, little by little, day by day coming in. Uh, and there's some new mechanics that are coming in, which is always fun anytime you see a new set that's bringing something new to the table on here, uh, as well as bringing back some old classics that we've expected from Zendikar, uh, mostly related to the land itself, because that's uh, the big defining feature in Zendikar on here. Oh man, that's interesting. So, like, aside from the the going back to the plane, is there anything specific that we can expect to see this time? Uh, well, Wizards has uh, Wizards being the company that owns uh, Magic as well as Dungeons and Dragons on here. Uh, they're starting to kind of pull little bits from each other on there. Uh, so, with this new set, um, one of the party or one of the new mechanics is actually called Party. Uh, very much linking itself to D&D. &D. Uh, so now where you might have had uh, creatures that didn't have more than one type, now everything's kind of being assigned, whether it's a warrior or a cleric or a rogue or a wizard on top of that. Uh, and you actually get bonuses based on uh, that coming together. Uh, and as well, the first time this year, uh, in tandem with this new set that's coming out, Wizards is also releasing two new commander decks. Um, that are going to take themes directly from this set that's coming out uh, and be able to implement them kind of in a full force as opposed to just a casual mention that they 
uh, have done in previous years with commander decks. Well, then that's so super exciting. Do the commanders um, <clears throat> play to the new D and D sort of uh, concept of having the like a troop essentially? One of the new commanders from the decks does, um, and less so on focusing on a party though, and more going all in on rogues. Uh, and they have uh, a deck that's entirely filled with rogues, both from this set and other sets that have led up to this one, which is one of the nice things with commander decks, getting those reprints in there, those old cards that may be a little more difficult to find now being much easier to. Uh, and the other one is focused more on uh, the landfall mechanic uh, that's in Zendikar on here. Uh, within the set itself, you've got a, uh, a legendary creature, which can serve as a commander, uh, that will focus on that and will let you find those warriors, those wizards, clerics, and rogues to be able to supplement it. Uh, but the commander deck itself that is pre-made is just focusing on rogues. I see. Man. Out of all the ones I could choose, you have to go with rogues. Hate rogues. They make rogues the cool. best choices. So. <laughs> Personal vendetta against rogues over here. So I'm a bit okay. I'm a bit confused as to what exactly like a plane is. I hear it a lot in relation to Magic: The Gathering, right? Like planeswalkers, stuff like that. But like, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, great question. Um, planes, kind of the easiest way to think about it uh, is if you add a T on the end of it and have it as a planet. Uh, because that's effectively what these things are. They're entirely different worlds uh, that have different foundational structures to them and different races that'll call them home, uh, different characters that come from that. Uh, and then Planeswalkers, as you alluded to, uh, are some characters that actually get uh, an overwhelming surge of power. It's called a Planeswalker Spark. Uh, and this actually gives them enough strength to be able to uh, traverse the planes. They're not stuck to Earth on there. They've got their own personal little magical rocket ship that they can take to uh, Mars or uh, Pluto or something like that. And yes, I am calling it now. Pluto is still a planet in my books. Um, <laughs> but that is uh, what you have here. So uh, prior to Zendikar, we had been in Theros. Uh, Theros drew a lot of inspiration from uh, Greek mythology. And so you have uh, these fine structures. You have uh, the polis and stuff like that that exists. You have people who uh, have very much those uh, the classic like Achilles armor and stuff that you would imagine to see among soldiers on there. Mm -hmm. uh, there's another plane that we're going to be visiting next year. It's called Innistrad, uh, and it's all it basically every day is Halloween there. Uh, people live in fear, and you constantly have threats of vampires and werewolves and zombies uh, that are coming after you. So all of these planes have their own kind of design focus uh, that you get to really dive into, and some people prefer some planes and some people don't. So I guess I'm wondering, um, like, what's your favorite plane? And maybe, Caitlin, you've played the game... Uh, no, nope, not a, enough. Not, <laughs> not enough to know the different planes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It, it seems like it's a pretty lore-based thing. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as my favorite plane, um, I really like the plane of Mirrodin. Uh, it's one that is uh, where we first got artifacts coming from, and uh, or first got equipment, I guess, but really focused on artifacts. And it's this neat world where. 
everything is kind of metallic and you've got uh, the you've got some cat people that are around there um, you've got, they're the Leonin I believe is what they're called um, but everything is very mechanical and constructed and recently uh, it got invaded by this parasitic oil uh, that is from Phyrexia, another plane. It was having some troubles and it needed to find somewhere else to go. Uh, and so Phyrexia has invaded Mirrodin, really claimed it as its own. So now in addition to having these old school, like pristine chrome uh, landscapes, now you've got uh, all of this stuff kind of animating itself and looking very broken, but menacing at the same time on there. It's really interesting. I didn't realize that Ma um, magic had such a deep lore. I don't know. Like, I guess you can probably <laughs> skip it entirely almost, right? You can play the card game and have no idea. Oh gosh, I feel like that's me. Like, I thought I knew <laughs> what we were going to talk about going into this, but then we hop into it and it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, which plane is the one with the dragons? <laughs> totally. And I think that, that that's one of... Uh, a lot of the driving factors is some people will latch onto a game because of a plane. Some people will latch onto it because, hey, big things hit stuff really hard and this is fun. Uh, other people will latch onto it for any number of different reasons. Uh, and so it's a great thing to have where you've got all of these different accessible avenues to be able to draw from to kind of cast the widest net to get people to enjoy it. Well, yeah, and yeah, that kinda. like shows up mm -hmm. in the different, um, different sets that you visit each year. Or sorry, excuse me, different planes that you visit each year because it can cater to different aspects um, that everybody likes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It kind of reminds me of when, like, you have the certain types of people who will play RPG games, and they'll just like button smash through all the dialogue, whereas like <laughs> the other people, it's like they really get into the story. Mm -hmm. Kind of seems like one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, like, I don't know. It's It all seems really interesting. And, uh, like, I know they cycle through different planes, but it, uh, it seems like it's new every time because they always introduce new things. Yeah, I guess, um, in, in your guys' opinion, since you've played for longer, do you think that Magic is doing a pretty good job of keeping things fresh, but also still balanced? That's a pretty big that, question. Yeah, that, that's a really <laughs> tough question um, because it's one of the uh, one of the things where how do you manage to keep everything that you're putting out there new and exciting if uh, say all of the stuff that had come previous to it is just objectively better? And I mean, mm -hmm. objectively better is a term I'm not going to throw around too much on here, uh, but there are definitely cases where you have effectively the same card that's been produced, and there's just one little change that just makes it a better selection in every circumstance. So there's definitely a lot that is being done right now of keeping these things cool and keeping them uh, new and trying stuff that they've never done before on here. Uh, but there is also uh, a lot of danger in uh, losing that balance, like you said, where, hey, we have to find a new way to do this, and the way that it ends up being is just more powerful than anything that's been done before on here. So naturally, everybody's going to gravitate towards that. So 
I personally really like seeing all of the stuff that uh, they're doing, uh, but it is it is definitely something once you get uh, kind of more into a competitive scene with it that there is starting to be some criticism on how things have been released in the past little while. <laughs> Luckily for us, at least. Well, I mean, it's in it's in our description. We're the casuals, so that's always Absolutely. nice. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I'm not Good even safe. in the Good casuals. Safe. I'm just <laughs> less than that. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's the best part, is that no matter what is coming out, the artwork for Magic is always fantastic. Uh, mm -hmm. Whether you're looking for... Um, they, they've started doing... Um, kind of mini sets that they've called out that are super themed reprints of cards called Secret Layers. Uh, and they have ones that are like adorable kittens or like <gasps> really old school cartoon <laughs> art that you'd like expect from a 90s or 80s cartoon uh, on the cards on here. Uh, and then you've also got these hyper realistic uh, drawings that'll come up in the sets on that. So uh, you've got artwork for everyone and uh, a lot of the magic artists will sell their own stuff as well. So even if you just like pretty pictures, magic is definitely a thing there too. Oh, I want. <laughs> I'm such a sucker for like the full art cards. Yeah. <laughs> like I've had like my cart on like um, TCG Player, which is the place where you can buy cards. Um, like a set of full art like foil swamps, but like I haven't pulled the trigger on it because it's. I mean, realistically, <laughs> I could build like a deck for the amount of money that I'm gonna put into buying pretty swamps but, um, Roxy, it's hard not to. I feel They're that so pretty. I, I feel that on such a deep emotional level like <laughs> anytime I, I currently have like one of uh, the unhinged uh, full art swamps in one of my decks and just anytime I pull that up I'm like oh be still my heart <laughs> oh man they, it's terrible they, they could just get me with the art, honestly. Like, if a card's terrible, but it's beautiful, like, I have a few of those in my deck where I'm just like, <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's beautiful. Totally you need it. I just want it in my deck. <laughs> like, uh, recently, the new, uh, I think it's, I, I don't know if it's a reprint or not, but it's called, like, Nine Lives, and it just has, like, a bunch of cats on it. I'm like, I don't care if it's good. Like, <laughs> it's just yeah. so cute. Oh my god. <laughs> One, it's adorable. And then two... Uh, it was actually released that all of the cats that are in that picture on there uh, mm -hmm. are actually uh, characters from Magic's history on that. Oh. Uh, so you've got these like remarkable cat hero incarnations that are uh, popping up and then kind of watching over this new cat in its life on here. So again, oh. back into the art's pretty, <laughs> the lore's cool, the card's doing what it's doing, like... Super fun. <laughs> well, speaking of the lore, um, Roxanne, you have a pretty fun game plan for us, right? I do. All right. So I'll oh, explain no. a little bit about how it goes, and then I'll do the little game intro. Um, so basically, the game is, I guess, actually, I'll just intro it right now. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Most likely to... Ravnica edition. So basically, what I did is I came up with a uh, ten statements, representing like one for each guild, and I'm gonna like say the statement. You guys should either write down, or if you don't have paper, it's fine. Just we we trust each other. Just like put it in your head, which person you think would be most likely to do that thing, 
And bonus points if you can guess which guild the question is relating to. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. So when you say person, like you're gonna be points. like other like us in the podcast, other person. Yeah, like us, like us four. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> oh, you know you're not immune to this, Roxy. Wait, I thought it was immune. I thought it was like. You oh no, no, no! Wait, wait, it's us three or? Oh, we gang, we gang up on the. Yeah. So and then I, I'm just asking the questions, you know. Uh, but I have to disagree. But we'll we'll just let's just go. Let's see. Let's dive in. Also, when I butcher the pronunciations of the guild names, I'm gonna need you guys to uh, jump in. Like a few of them are easy, like Boros and stuff, and like Gruel. But then you have like, oh man, the one that starts with O. I, that one's bad. Or is off? Why don't we start with that one? Or is off? I won't start with that one, because bonus points. You guys have to guess. Make it fun. Fair. Oh, um, Alright, let's start with the first one. So the first question, or the first per- Statement? The first statement. <laughs> it's a statement. <laughs> I keep thinking it's questions, because usually with games it's questions, but these aren't questions. Right. So, most likely to- Think they can communicate with wildlife. Any, absolutely. Are, are, are we just? I was going to say. Are we supposed are we to say this out questions? Oh, I thought we were going one at a time. Oh, we are going to just go one at a time because I thought oh, like okay. I forget otherwise. Yeah. So, oh, Abs- oh, absolutely. Okay. I was writing it down. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I wrote myself, but one hundred percent uni. Do you try to communicate with wildlife? Um, like. I, like, always say hi when we drive past wildlife, and, like, I don't know, I feel like, like, I just love animals so much that I just, like, want to talk to them, you know, so. Plus, I feel like if you could talk to animals, you'd also tell the bugs to just go away constantly. (laughs) I definitely would. (laughs) I'd be like, please leave me alone. I don't want to hurt you. I just don't want you near me. Very valuable (laughs) skill right there. (laughs) Which, I mean, you always say it, but, like. Just need them to understand it. Yeah, I just need them to understand. Please stay away from me. (laughs) You should just commune like a a cute army of lizards to attack the bugs for you. Oh, oh, I should. I think lizards are so cute. (laughs) (laughs) All right, any guesses as to what guild this is? Uh, I have to go. uh, I don't. um... (laughs) Celestia was my guess. I don't. I don't. I don't know which one that is. I like need the pictures out because I don't know what these are. Also, I realized that if you can guess these properly, then I don't have to say the names, which is just bonus for me. (laughs) Oh, that's just incentive to not guess. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) But good thing I like points more than uh, more than making you suffer. (laughs) Close, close call. So. Uh, the second is most likely to start a bar fight. Uh, I mean, my guess has got to be you, Roxy. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're. <laughs> like, I'd have to, I'd have to go with myself. Just because uh, yeah. Roxy will too much. I, I, I was gonna say, I think Kitty would definitely start a bar fight. <laughs> Depending on what gets brought up, she definitely would start a fight. Oh, okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> I back you up though. Uh, you know? yeah. I, I'd want to get in on the get in on the action. So what I'm hearing is it's both of you. 
There you go. <laughs> so the two of you need to go to the bar supervised is what yeah. I mean. <laughs> you need, yeah. You need yeah. a supervisor. I, mean, I don't think that's done. <laughs> uh, yeah, my guess for that is if we, Boros, uh, if we but it, it could also go to Gruel. Is Boros the one with the like punchy <laughs> fist looking thing? Because I don't yeah, know what these sure are. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, probably that one. <laughs> so it was Gruel. So yeah, that I got no clue good what these guess. are. Yeah, <laughs> I literally know what they look like. <laughs> yeah. So this one might feel like a bit of a direct call out. Most likely, be part of the robotics team <laughs> in high school. <laughs> See, this one's this just targeted. Like, this is... Oh, 100% yeah. targeted. I guess you didn't hear it earlier, but she said this was a direct call-out, basically. Um, this is most definitely Kitty. Yes, me and Graham both answered Kitty. <laughs> and yes, for apolo- bonus Apologies points. to anybody who's actually listening to the podcast. I had, I had to drop off for a second because of the internet, but uh, we're back now. Yeah. <laughs> And for bonus points, it's the Is It League. It is the Is It League. That was that was. It is, <laughs> it is certainly the Is It's. <laughs> it's. Can you just add an S to things? I don't know. <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> it's more kind of like, uh, like deer and stuff like that. You're like, I saw a deer, or I saw multiple deer. I saw an Is It, or I saw a group of Is It. Oh, that does, yeah. I got you. I mean, okay, so most likely to laugh at, okay, this one is a bit of explanation, but you know those, like, epic fail videos where it's basically just watching, like, a bunch of kids um, on bikes or skateboards just, like, absolutely (laughs) getting wrecked and, like... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So it's the person who'd be most likely to, like, laugh at one of those videos. Roxy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Roxy, I'm throwing this one your way too. It's gotta be Roxy. No, surely not. I, mean, I, do, I do love those videos though. Yeah, exactly. Especially when it's like, I love the ones with cats when they try to make the jump and then they just fail. Oh, and they just bail. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a yeah. favorite thing. Oh. Um, that makes me think of Demir as you're like spying on everybody and watching them mess up. It's I not got- Demir. I got no clue what the hell that one Great. even is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out here on my computer looking at the pictures. <laughs> you, like, you need to just be like crossing these off as we've chosen them and then like... I won't even remember. I, ha- I don't even remember which ones have come up. <laughs> I'll say I'll say Rakdos just because I feel like they'd be the most likely to laugh at other people's misery. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah! Ooh, well done. Ooh. <laughs> Wow, Kitty, coming through. (laughs) The next one is, most likely, to sign up to be turned into, like, an avatar. Like, Jake in, like, the movie Avatar. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the blue guys? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. the blue guys. That's Graham. Oh, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 100%, that's me. (laughs) That'd be so fun, though. It would be be so cool. So sweet. You've got like all this new body, you've got so much more physical ability, you have like a cool tail that like all of a sudden is a thing that you've got to learn how to use. Like that'd be sweet. You have to fly pterodactyls. Right? Like no one's mad at that. Yeah. Uh, any yeah. guesses as to what it is? 
Cynic that sounds though. like Cynic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I got no clue. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I guess I'm sitting here like, which one is that? <laughs> I got no clue. Cynic's really fun because you can get the, the like creature type of frog shark lizard on there and what? it's just like yeah this is just a regular thing like yeah most people are like human oh. warriors or like uh elf rogues and it's like no i'm a i'm a fish lizard shark like let's go <laughs> Wait, isn't there also like a flying shark too i can't oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> are simix the cards where you can basically physically combine them where it's like they'll have like the head of a shark and like the body of a lizard or something uh, no, way off. that yeah, that's uh, that is a different one that you've got in there. I'm but yeah, definitely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these cards that you can like combine. So it sounded a bit like Simic, but uh, yeah. All right, on to the next. Mm-hmm. Most likely to get into a fight on social media after someone uses the wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel called out. I on feel that. called out. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely not me. (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong. I've definitely scaled down the amount of fights that I've been on for stuff like this, and at the same time, that's that's a big thing for me. (laughs) I feel like also Roxy's just calling me out because I've definitely um, fixed pronunciation and or grammar a multitude of times. (laughs) A lot. Good save. Yeah. Most likely to call me out for saying pattern instead of it's it's what is it correct i don't oh remember what's correct now is it pattern? this again pattern <laughs> is how you say it it's pattern, pattern. like pad pattern okay. yeah yeah i feel i feel caught between the hosts at this point uh, can we... <laughs> which guild azorius my guess is azorius yeah Oh, yay! I'm so delighted yeah. when you guys get these. I'm like, wow. You guys are so skilled. You done did good. I'm so lost. <laughs> Wait, is that the triangle looking one? Yeah. That is the triangle looking yeah. one. Oh, this is the one in the They're... video where they were talking about, like, finance or something. No, no, that's another one I coming up. That's a different one. These ones are the people that are like, hey, you accidentally stepped one foot onto the road instead of the sidewalk on here. That's that's a ticket. Like, <laughs> oh, you're out. Oh, got it. Yep. Yep, all right. Yeah, I remember nothing of the video. I tried. I tried. <laughs> it's all good. This makes it more fun. <laughs> I'm sitting here completely lost, but yes. <laughs> Most likely to peek into someone's cabinets when they're when you're using their restroom. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, when you're using someone's restroom? Does no one, no one else has this where you kind of just want to look in their cabinets? Like, you have to stop yourself. Or stop. When I was a kid, I definitely did. I just rummaged. I was like... Roxy, it's... I'm so it's guessing it's Roxy, so I guess it's Roxy. As you're like, I need to defend this to other people so that they know what yeah, I'm let, talking about. It was creepy until I read it out loud, and I was like, wait, this is, this is probably a violation of people's privacy. Yeah. Roxy, that's you. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Roxy. I wonder why. Like... <laughs> I mean, it's a lot easier to snoop and then pretend you didn't than to always be curious, right? I, I don't know. I just go to the bathroom and then oh, leave the bathroom. That's so funny. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but that one is for sure house to mirror. Yeah. 
was the last time I invited to anyone's house. (laughs) (laughs) No, just just the last time you're allowed to use any of our bathrooms. Yeah, (laughs) you can still come to our house. You know, like duct tape on everything. Um, (laughs) all right, (laughs) moving on. Uh, Most likely to watch. Oh, 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 oh. you didn't. You didn't tell us which what it was. Is oh, it Demir? Demir? Oh, it's Demir. Okay, it was yeah. Demir. Yeah. <laughs> that Hondo P, that's I, Demir. <laughs> I was just trying to hustle off that question as quickly as possible. No, no, no. Most likely to watch creepy or scary documentaries. Graham. You know, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't stomach. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah I can't like do weeks. those. Yeah, like, yeah, I I have like this weird relationship with horror, whether it's like video games or movies and stuff like that. In that, it absolutely terrifies me. Like I I am not okay, and I love it. You love <laughs> like, it. I I, I can't relate. Play, playing a horror game, like watching a horror movie. I am the person that will jump and, like, scream and stuff like that. And it is so enjoyable to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Yeni would know. just blare out our ears, like. <laughs> <laughs> I am great at horror games, you know? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Kitty, why do you gotta say so, that? Has, like, a, a tough guess on here. I'm gonna guess that that's Golgari. Uh, yeah, Golgari is what It I, is! Yeah! I gotta They're see all about the dead that stuff, is. so <laughs> makes so sense. I'm definitely the type of person who will, like, position my blanket so it's covering one eye, and then just watch out of one so I can always close it <laughs> if I need to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> always, like, just yeah. moments away. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> Alright, uh, I think we have two more. I don't know if that checks out, but I haven't been counting. I think it does. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it does. Okay, this one's a bit of a, a bit of a mouthful, but most likely to have a million dollar tax write off for donating a masterpiece to a local art museum. Completely unfair. This sounds like you imply that any of us could have a million dollar masterpiece. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, I got. I gotta say, Roxy, because I feel like I feel like you're hiding some wealth from me. Really? Yeah. She's probably. Like, she's <laughs> hiding oh, something from me. Yeah, it's it's one of the million dollar masterpieces that you snooped out of someone's cabinets while you're going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Their artwork is gone. I'm like, what? Of course. Oh, don't <laughs> Didn't um, I have like a solid gold statue in here? I, surely I didn't not. see it. Yeah. <laughs> surely not. Uh, any guesses? That Oros? is most definitely Orzov. Oh. Yeah? yeah. Okay. For the last Get one, that tax evasion in. Not think too hard. Because I guess like now you could just know which one it is, but I don't think oh. anyone's been writing it down. So I've paid attention. <laughs> I mean, oh, I have I no clue. No, but it's fine. I don't. Okay. <laughs> most likely to be lawful good in D&D. Imagine being Graham, lawful. I feel like that might be. <laughs> it can't be me. <laughs> I I think that's me again. <laughs> yeah, I, I was yeah. like, I was like, it's definitely not me and Kitty. So. <laughs> yeah, it's hundred percent not me and Kitty. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely like a good challenge every now and then of lawful mm-hmm. good. Keeps on the straight and narrow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I've kept track of what the last guild is, so I'm gonna throw it out to. Uh, to Kitty and Uni here to guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, uh, Uni, do you want to give it? A, you want to give it? A, you want to give it a chance? Uh, uh, um, I I need the I need to look at the names. <laughs> I don't even know where we are. <laughs> oh my god! 
Wait, what was the last one? I don't remember. The last one was Orzov. Was what? Or- Orzov? Orzov. That's the one that's like the star with the circle in it. I think the last one was B- Boros? I'm so delighted. <laughs> I think you guys got like 10 out of 10. Like, <laughs> I missed one. Among the collective, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as a collective, you know? Yeah. As a collective group. <laughs> I, I know I definitely thought that the bar fight was Boros to start, but. Yeah, I guess like that could also. I mean, the fist icon is sort it of. It gets there, yeah. Yeah. Beauty. Well, that was a that was a sweet game. You guys made it a lot more engaging. Like I when I was dropping up the game, I was like, this might be terrible or this might be good. But you guys made it, so I mean good. we know we know a lot more about you, Roxy, now, so or just no more no more for you. Too much. Yeah. yeah, we know we know a lot about Roxy. Oh, she likes watching those epic fail videos and going through people's cabinets. Is what I'm learning <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, but yeah, great game. So, um, Yuni, you want to take us into our main segment? Ah, yes, our love of Magic the Gathering, which I do not play. Let's go. Yes, you don't play Let's go. All right. Yes, I don't play yet, but they're trying to get me into it, and we'll see what happens, all right? Okay. (laughs) So my first question, since I have no clue about this game, really, is just... What is Magic the Gathering? And, like, if you can, like, give me some basic gameplay, that'd be great. Because <laughs> sure. I only know, like, I've only played once, and I barely played it. It was, like, Kitty playing herself. <laughs> oh, no. You made a decision. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Yes. So, I guess to, to start off, uh, Magic is a, a trading card game. I'm at the very raw center of it on there, mm-hmm. so... You've got uh, all different kinds of cards representative of different things that exist, uh, and you are playing against someone else uh, with the intent of trying to smack them down. Um, the like, I believe the initial lore of Magic is that anybody who is playing is actually a planeswalker themselves, uh, and they're deck is their, like, spells that they have available to them to try mm-hmm. and take down the other person. This, of course, being the idea before uh, there were Planeswalker cards on there. Uh, but that's why your deck is referred to as your library, uh, because it's where you've got all of your spells and stuff like that. So uh, it's a, a competitive game uh, to be able to play either one-on-one or with a scaling multiplayer format uh, to be able to uh, try and take the other person out, or to just collect. I see. Okay, mm-hmm. it's pretty cute, though. That's <laughs> like, like it sounds cute. Like, I want to play, but money. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know if I get into something, I get into something, and <laughs> it's gonna be bad. But yeah, since all of you actually play, you know, the game and I don't, <laughs> um, I'm wondering how all of you got into Magic. Well, you've um, all heard like my story, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I guess to expand on it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, my I saw initially the deck uh, in a shopper's drug mart that we had oh, on no. here, uh, kind of <laughs> like a drugstore for any of our international listeners that may be. 
mm-hmm. but it's it's something that I just saw it and I'm like, hey, this looks cool. And it, deck here is like ten bucks. I've got that kicking around from chores and stuff that I've done. Uh, I'll pick it up and see how it goes. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun uh, just playing playing out the deck and kind of learned how things worked. Uh, but I had nobody to play against, so uh, that was uh, that was basically the longevity that I had there uh, until I met another guy in high school who got it, and he actually got me into uh, going to one of our local stores that we have here uh, and actually regularly going and playing and drafting uh, magic uh, to get into it on that. So Yeah, I actually have a pretty similar story of having being introduced to it when I was much younger and then later having sort of this reawakening with the whole game. I think it was in, I was in high school, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was the Dragons of Tarkir set was just came out. And I saw this uh, guy at lunch playing with his friends and (laughs) I actually, I actually had a huge crush on him at the time. So I talked to him and he was like, oh, we should go to like uh, the local like game shop. And <laughs> that's where I actually like went and like I just bought one of like the pre-made decks. I don't think I played Commander. I think I just played the sort of regular. I don't know, like thirty cards or so. I don't remember exactly. But yeah, we played at like lunchtime a few times, but it never really stuck uh, until I was in university and Kitty <laughs> reintroducing a Magic the Gathering <laughs> and it is being lovely. Uh, honestly, now I can't stop. <laughs> like. Oh man, it's so difficult <laughs> to start because you just want to collect more cards. I'm constantly like looking up things, looking up new strategies, and then just after like I finish building a deck, I I like see a different strategy that I really want to try out, or I'll play against someone who has something that like they do, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool! I want to do that too. <laughs> and then it's, it's just like a rabbit hole once you get started because there are it's a really deep game. Um, there's mm-hmm. so many options of what you can do, especially if you play Commander, because basically everything's just wide open, right? You can choose, I think, every card except for a few are banned if they're crazy expensive or crazy unfair in the format. But pretty much it's all open and it's, I don't know, it's a really, really fun format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely recall, like, um, well, Graham is the one who got me into magic, and I started, like, we played one regular game, and then I believe the phrase you use is, uh, when you're teaching someone how to swim, do you toss them in the pool or go in the shallow end? And I said, you toss them in the pool. <laughs> so we uh, we went yep. and we played a game of Commander, and um, <laughs> that was my quite literally deep dive. Um, and then I yep. can recall, just like a couple days afterward, I went out and bought um, some regular decks for myself and like played against myself trying to learn the game uh, on my own and then you know once you get your first commander deck you can't just have one so it snowballs out (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel that it's sort of hard not to want to get more and more competitive but then at the same time you don't want everyone you're playing with to actually hate you so it's it's basically like a fine balance. Yeah. How does that happen in this game? <laughs> dragon's deck against I think like Noah's deck in particular. My dragons would stomp every time, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure like slowly he had like a a seething hatred in my heart, his heart <laughs> for those dragons. But I don't know, and see, 
that's a that's a really big thing to uh, to talk about on there because since magic has such a diverse crowd uh, you can absolutely have uh, people who are playing the most optimized strategy with the sole purpose of winning and anything goes on there and that's super fun super exciting and people who enjoy that have a great time with that and the part where that becomes a problem is when you have those people who are playing it against others that don't have that same goal in mind. Uh, because like you said, when Dragon's absolutely stomping another deck, uh, there, there are some people who will build the most competitive deck, drop however many thousands of dollars just because these cards are rare and powerful on there. Uh, and then they'll go to the store and be like, oh yeah, this is just something that you know, I like to play for fun and I want to <laughs> have a good time kind of thing. Uh, but yeah. their good time translates to absolutely decimating their opponent. Um, so one of the best things to do is anytime that you're uh, getting into a game, uh, assuming it's not like a tournament, because absolutely, if you're going to be playing in a tournament, if you're going to be uh, looking for a prize or something like that, there is definitely an undertone of, okay, play play your best, like shoot your shot. Mm. Otherwise, <laughs> there's not really a point of being here. Uh, but if it's something that you're getting together with a group of people that maybe you haven't met uh, too much or uh, you've just built a whole array of decks that you've got and you're wanting to try and figure something out, have a talk with people and be like, hey, like, I'm, I'm probably going to want to play one of my stronger decks uh, because I just made some changes to it and I really want to see how they play out. Uh, or someone's like, hey, I just threw this together. I have no idea if it's going to work or anything. Uh, so would you mind helping me out with that? Maybe play something that's a little weaker so that you can give them a chance to actually get rolling and start doing something with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. I would say the one sort of balancing factor Commander does have over the other formats is that if one person does have a deck that's significantly better, the rest of the players can sort of make like an allegiance to <laughs> go after totally. that player, right? Yeah. Um, so it's also playing that game. If your deck is better, you will be a target. Um, and Absolutely. sometimes you can just be snuffed out early game and everyone's ignoring the guy in the back who has like late game creatures. <laughs> and then he gets to put them all out. And then, you know, even though he was barely drawing land the first few turns, you know, you get that sneak attack, right? Totally. Uh, See, now and I think that that's. Like a rogue. I think that's actually <laughs> a, uh, a point to highlight too here. Uh, just in kind of uh, a conversation, most of us play Commander. Uh, just to throw that out here, Commander is a variant of Magic. Uh, most Magic is played one-on-one -on -one, uh, against one other person in with 60-card decks on there. Uh, whereas Commander, you're actually playing uh, with four other people, or three other people, total of four most of the time. Uh, and your, car or your decks are 100 cards on there. Uh, so it adds that dimension of, hey, like you can... Uh, you can make deals with people. Because, uh, like, if you're playing one-on-one, -on -one, you can try and make a deal. Be like, hey, don't kill my thing. Like, it's totally fine. <laughs> That's not going to fly on there. Uh, but if you've got two other people in a game here and you say, hey, instead of killing my thing, why don't you kill that thing? And then I can do a bit more to help you out. Uh, it gives you that room for negotiation on there. So uh, it's, it's definitely another layer to that, and one that we... Uh, mostly take a look at as we are uh, predominantly playing Commander on there. Definitely other uh, formats to explore. 
uh, but most of this is geared around Commander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I, what I really like about Commander is that even though it's a fun, much more, I'd say, casual in general format, I mean, you can't play it competitively, uh, it still has um, support from like Wizard of the Coast where uh, they'll make cards that specifically play well in Commander and are fun with and sort of play around the fact that there's more than one player. And I think that's a really cool addition to the game. Um, I've definitely played some games where the casual scene is sort of not catered to at all. Um, so I really like that about Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I can recall some time when um, there was, well, my deck, one of my decks has one commander that just, it gets really big really fast. And I just recall at one point it got too big. And then everybody at the table turned to me and they're like, we, we need to deal with that thing. And it was just kind of funny because yeah. everybody just synonymously agreed, like, yeah, okay. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> was it Crush? Yeah, it was absolutely Crush. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god, even I know what that one is. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched Kitty play that. Yeah. Well, and tying tying those two together, uh, they, uh, Wizards of the Coast, has like definitely changed that because Commander used to be a very unofficial thing. It was uh, something that uh, magic judges would play, just like have fun and be like, oh, wait, I have to go and like give a ruling on a tournament call here. Uh, I'll be right back. They'd leave, come back, and then pick up their game on that. And that time, wizards had only been printing stuff that's like your opponent, like one person does this kind of thing. Um, but then I believe it was actually in 2013. Uh, that the first Commander product came out, maybe 2012. Uh, but once they saw how popular that became, then you started to see cards that are like, each opponent does this, or like any number of players do that. Uh, and it's something that definitely helps out, Roxy, like you said, because in your one-on-one -on -one games, that doesn't make any change. You still only have the one opponent. But now that card has become way better in that multiplayer and that acknowledgement that, hey, this is the thing that people actively enjoy doing. Uh, so let's cater to that. Let's let's give them more tools. Yeah, and it's really exciting because they introduce some like really fun mechanics around that, right? I think like recently I was playing and there's a card that's like secretly choose an opponent and stuff like that. I don't know. To me, those parts of the card game that sort of deviate from, I guess, like just the like the normal, like, put out creatures, attack. They add a lot of spice to the game, and they're really fun. Totally. Well, and that's why magic is about so much more than just the decks themselves. Like, you can think about all of the different um, the different points that you have to do when you... It's more than just playing it, right? Like, because, at least for me, um, I have about five decks in my head at all times that I'm just like, I want to workshop that. <laughs> And so, so, like, that's a whole other section to, to I'll, I'll, I'm going to call it the game. It's because it is a part of the whole activity of magic. Uh, do you, like, ever design a deck off, like, one card that you really like kind of thing? Like, you that's, found a card, it's your mm -hmm. favorite, you want a whole deck on it? Well, that's what happened with, uh, with a wolf deck I made. I found a really fun card when I was playing Arena. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh... This is kind of cute, though, and um, built a <laughs> built a whole deck solely around the concept of wolves because I'm like, this one affects all wolves, so we're just gonna find other wolf cards and just go. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Wait, is this the one that I came with you to get? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that deck. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable. You definitely had fun flipping through the binders and finding all the cute wolves. Yes. Yeah, I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really good time. <laughs> What always impresses me is um, when you have like bull combos. I think uh, in one of your decks, Kitty, uh, I think it's your Crash. There's a bunch of cards that sort of play off each other and just build up Crash super fast. I love watching decks like that work, but I think my playstyle is a lot more just like get big creatures out and then <laughs> hopefully <laughs> nip those style of decks in the in the bud. <laughs> well, I mean, I have to That's... give credit to Graham for that one because he pretty much. That was my first magic deck, so he pretty much designed it for me and then helped me um, no, get, get no, settled. No, no. <laughs> no, I, you know, I helped, I helped tune the thing, but you, you really gave it the push forward. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Graham, I can think about like your red deck, and that's got uh, like the mono red deck. It's got like all of those cards that just like build off of each other, and if you get the right combo, it's just like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, you wanna you wanna talk about everybody else at the table getting upset with you and wanting to turn on you. That's the deck for it. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, in kind of that comparison of like how you've got uh, some people who like to just smack things really hard and other, also like seeing those combos evolve. Uh, that's actually another thing that uh, is a very conscious thought in their design process. Uh, that they have, they've kind of named three fictitious people, conceptual people, we'll say, uh, that are who Wizards designs cards for. Um, and they they have uh, the names of Timmy, Johnny, and Spike on there. Uh, and Timmy, Timmy's the guy that, like, you open up a booster pack and you're, like, looking through everything, and then all of a sudden you see this thing that's just the beefiest like titan that you will ever see and you're like oh my god i have nothing that is as strong as this before i don't care that i have to like wait until turn 10 to get this out like it's gonna come down and it's gonna slap some lips off of people and like that's the best thing about this game um so they've got like in any given deck they've got things that are like you want to hit it hit it hard and like that they have that there uh, and then they've also as the johnny people have the people who enjoy those combos they're like if i get these seven cards on the board and i can keep them around for one turn things are going to happen i'm not going to do anything with it but they're all going to play around with each other and i'm going to have this happen and then have this trigger ability and make this thing happen and then people are going to stare at me like i have no idea what you're doing but you know that you've made a like Rube Goldberg machine out of all of your cards here. Uh, and so they have like those little things that's like, here, here's a generic piece of a puzzle. Like, see what you can make with this. Um, and then with the Spike people, those are the people that just want the best thing that they can get. They just want to be able to win. They want to be able to have the uh, best efficiency among their cards. And so then you have those competitive pieces that are like, this is this is going to be a very largely sought after thing just because it's good it always impresses me when someone can take 20 minutes on their turn and then <laughs> by the end of it like one creature has died and that's it like that's like the second group i think that's the johnny yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i like how there's yeah, names definitely. for them 
right? And it's it's a fun thing. It's just like, yeah, these are these are your people that you have. Well, you can also think about um, you can also think about the uh, the the Johnnies. Is like I saw a YouTube video that was someone made a Turing complete machine uh, from the Magic (laughs) Dome. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Don't want to see it. Yeah, it's uh, magic is uh, recently I want to say. Uh, become the most complicated game in uh, the world, even more so than chess. There's more uh, physical potential outcomes in a magic game than in a chess game. Uh, And chess used to be regarded, if I recall correctly, as like the most complicated game that you have. Which category do you think uh, each of you guys falls into? I would definitely say that I myself am... uh, a little bit of a split between a Johnny and a Spike. Um, I love getting uh, all these different cards to work in different little ways, uh, but I definitely uh, have been a very competitive person all my life, so I I like to gear it down when playing with a lot of uh, people, but I definitely still have a competitive side that's like I would love to win every game. Do you think that the two can work together pretty well because... A lot of combos that are good do require that sort of lev- level of tinkering. Definitely. I mean, I'm a little biased thinking that they can work well together, uh, but I definitely think that uh, any any combination of these three uh, will absolutely manifest in something that's fun. And that's really what it all comes down to at the end of things, is magic is a game. It's meant to be fun. It's like right there in the name, trading card game. So if if you're not having fun and you're trying to be a spike and trying to win every single game, why not just like lean back and try and be a Timmy and get a bunch of big things and just smack some lips? Like, so you might find something that you never thought would have been fun and ends up bringing new life into the game for you. I can attest huh? Being a Timmy is very fun. I mean, I'd say I de- I'm definitely in between Timmy and Johnny because I just like I'm definitely not at the level of some people, but like I do like it when things trigger other things and like it just stacks on um, on top of everything, and it's like there's a bit of cohesion there. But for me, at least, there's nothing more fun than putting out like a fourteen, fourteen, or some something crazy like that. Uh, <laughs> Like, you almost want to slam it down on the table because it's just so heavy and too powerful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Roxy? Because I don't play, so obviously I wouldn't really know. Yeah, I think I'm definitely just just straight Timmy. Like, I just, (laughs) I want to have, like, all the dragons, the the highest number there. Essentially, my entire game plan is how how do I get out this big creature before this blue deck? absolutely like stops my turns from even happening <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh that's usually my goal when i play magic nice nice which one do you think appeals most to you uh uni like i feel like i'd probably be similar to kitty like a timmy and a johnny because i would i really want to make combos but then also mm-hmm. you just love seeing those big things just <laughs> just go out so yeah definitely between the two i think I think, but I haven't <laughs> played enough. Maybe I'll enjoy something else. There you know. go. <laughs> Watching us just becomes the most competitive out of all of us. 
<laughs> as the least competitive I'm literally not competitive at all <laughs> my whole life not competitive at all suddenly becomes competitive for magic <laughs> a bit of spike in each of us a little bit yeah exactly. you know yeah. it definitely could happen maybe it's maybe one day <laughs> well it's fine because um, like, yeah. all of them offered like different different um how do I say it? <laughs> Words are failing me today, of course. Um, but each, each, uh, I guess, archetype brings in a different, uh, different kind of joy, and with that, you get like mm-hmm. some of the best magic moments ever. <laughs> yeah, yes, very much so. It's like, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure a large amount of the audience is going to be able to relate to this. Um, but you queue up Skyrim for the first time, and you're like, I'm just going to play and find out what happens. And inevitably, you become a stealth archer. Uh, but then your next time you go through, you're like, I want to try something else. I'm going to make a conscious effort to try something else. Uh, and you have that here in like, hey, this, this is my starting deck. This is the first thing that I've ever had, my first experience. I'm going to play through this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and work it really hard. And then you're like, you know what? I'm having a lot of fun with this. I'd like to try something else. And then you can make that conscious effort of, like, if you're debating between two cards, be like, I normally would pick this one card to have in here, so let's try and change things up a bit and go with the other one instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've definitely seen another way people uh, can create fun for themselves is just by putting sort of almost silly limitations. So, like, for example, like, you might want to do a deck that's only cats, right? And there probably isn't the most overpowered cards in cats, but you just want to stick to that theme, and then it's, you know, the joy of playing all of your cats. Like, that's just <laughs> going to be a delightful experience, so... Exactly. There's lots of little ways that you can just sneak in extra extra bits of fun, and the lore totally, totally enhances it. <laughs> yeah. And that, that actually does bring up a, like, mystery fourth style of player. Um, that this one isn't really <laughs> largely designed for by wizards, uh, and it doesn't have anywhere near as like basic of a name as the other ones do. Um, but it is referred to as a Vorthos player, um, and those people are people who care about the story. Like they, I have a story-based deck uh, that's around one of my favorite characters in Magic. Uh, her name is Liliana. Uh, Liliana Vess, and she's one of the planeswalkers that exists, one of the like first ones introduced. Um, but there are all of these cards that will uh, be like related to uh, how Liliana grew up, how uh, she got her planeswalker spark, the like places that she went to as a planeswalker, uh, the challenges that she had to overcome, things like that. And I've thrown all of those together to like kind of be able to tell uh, that story through the deck on here. Is it the most powerful deck? Not really. Is it strong? Sure, yeah. I can get enough things out, and it becomes a pretty good deck that can hold its own. Uh, there are definitely a lot of very clear upgrades that I could do to make it more powerful, but they're not related to that story. They're not related to the character. And so I'm not going to put them in the deck on there because that is one of those limitations that I've imposed on myself for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, one of those things that a lot of people will tie into that and be like, I want to play this person. I don't want to play like this color. I want to play this person. 
I find that really interesting. And I also think it's a good way to sort of self-moderate uh, how, like, the power level of your deck. Because if you build a deck around a theme, uh, knowing it might not be the strongest, you can, when you start playing, you can definitely just play to win as hard as you can, right? I think yeah. that if you bring a deck that's sort of really <laughs> overpowered, you might actually feel a bit, I mean, I think I'd feel a bit guilty, right? Um, yeah. Like, if you're just absolutely stomping. I think it's exactly. honestly better to bring a deck that's maybe slightly underpowered and then be able to just fully play to win, right? Exactly. Right there. There's, uh, there's an adage that gets thrown around the community a lot of, like, the 75%, and it's like, uh, if you add in a limitation to that, then uh, you can play as good as you can, and you're not in danger of... Uh, completely overthrowing everything because those limitations are gating you in what you can do. Now, mm -hmm. some people like to say that their uh, their 75% is they'll build the deck to 100, but they only play at a 50 because of how bad they are at the game, and that balances out to the 75. <laughs> um, but then in that kind of scenario, uh, where you're building around a specific theme, like you said, if you build your deck to like a... 60% optimization of like these are the best cards in here then you play 100% and sometimes it'll work out for you and sometimes it won't but that is that way then you're not having to pull punches to make sure people have a good time you've already done that work and if somebody gets grumpy at you for like playing to win with your deck here you'd be like Come on, I'm building, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I'm playing a deck that exists solely with story cards. Like, yeah, exactly. there are at least 20 cards I could replace in here. Like, get good if you want that, right? Like, don't, just, just don't harp on me for winning with a restricted deck here. Yeah. And then when it pops off, it's just like that pure joy of, like, the exactly. game stall odds. I'm still gonna win this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's why, like, Magic, again, it's not just about play to win. It's it's how we can have fun. And and that, like, that ties into our rankings be today because we can have fun by just looking at the lore of things. Or I'm sure, Yudi, you've got some uh, some fun way to rank uh, our guilds tonight because you don't <laughs> oh, play. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> fun way, yes. <laughs> I looked at the pictures. <laughs> nice. I looked at the pictures and kind of looked at the names. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> well, as always, let's uh, let's start off with our guest. Mm -hmm. All right, sounds good. Um, so the uh, the rankings that we're doing are for the guilds in uh, in the Ravnican plane. Uh, so I've uh, I've got one through ten: uh, Orzov, then Simic, Demir. Rakdos, Izzet, Golgari, Boros, Gruul, Selesnia, and Azorius. Mm -hmm. I'll pass Didn't it to like you, Roxy. Didn't like Gruul was, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... When no. everyone is... Sensing some debate coming up. Because <laughs> <laughs> Gruul's the best. Um, you gotta smash things. Uh, then number two is Izzet. Then three is Rakdos. Because it has a, the, honestly the most aesthetic color combination, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> number four is Demir. Number five is Simic. Number six is Selesnia. Number seven is Golgari. Number eight is Boros. Number nine is Azorius. 
I believe that's correct. And number yeah. 10 is Orzov. Mm, okay. Mm. I, uh, I also had Gruel as a number one. Um, yeah, then... let's go. <laughs> oh, I like to see it. <laughs> uh, and then we had, I had Golgari at two, Rakdos at three, Simic at four, Selesnya at five, Demir six, is it seven, Orzov eight, Boros nine, and Azorius at ten. Um, Azorius. Hey, maybe it'll be a, a smooth debate for bottom pick, but uh, Uni, you go ahead. Uh, all right, just uh, remember these are based off the uh, color palette <laughs> and the look absolutely. of the logo. Yeah. That's how I judge this. Also, my camera is going out of focus. I love this. Okay, anyways, <laughs> so just so we're aware, my favorite color is green and seconds blue, if that says anything. So, <laughs> and number one, I have Simic. Two, I have Is It. Three, I have Rakdos. Yeah, that one. Yeah, Rakdos. Mm -hmm. And then five, I have... Oh, wait, no. Four. Four, I have Gruel. Oh, <laughs> uh, where am I? Four, uh, five. Not five now. <laughs> five is Azorius. Six is Golgari. Seven is Orzov. Eight is Demir, nine is Selesnia, and ten is Boros. That is my ranking. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the Boros logo is definitely the worst. It doesn't look that nice. I don't know. Compared <laughs> <laughs> to the other ones, are so yeah. Like, they look like cooler and, cool. and like yeah. I just like them a bit more. <laughs> so, yeah. I know nothing about the actual guilds. <laughs> just so we, just so we're aware. I was gonna say, Uni, can you have us uh, defend your process of how you rated all of these? <laughs> yeah, like just in case any of y'all are judging, that is why. <laughs> it's all opinions, but I am curious, uh, Graham. Why was whatever you picked as your first your first? Uh, I picked Orzov as my top, um, and Orzov, I. Uh, I love the aesthetic that they have uh, of like the the fine clothing. Everything is proper. Uh, look to it on there, uh, and Orzov's also got like some really neat in a messed up way kind of practices that they have. Um, like taxes are due, and doesn't matter like what you got going on. Taxes are due, and you must pay tribute, kind of thing. <laughs> um, but then also people of the, like, Orzov guild, uh, they can just live forever. Uh, when they die, they'll come back as these ghosts, and their sole job is to, like, dictate how the guild shall operate on there. Um, so there's a, there's a card that's the Ghost Council of Orzov, and it's got, like, all these ghostly, like, really portly, like, <laughs> uh, kind of like friar or uh, like high-ranking priest-looking people in there. Um, because that's kind of the front that they have. Is It's like, oh yeah, we're, we're a church. Like, this is, you can come here and you can pray. Um, one of the texts on some of the cards is like, this is the church that you pray to before you go to it, though. Um, because of their, like, behind-the-scenes extortion and stuff like that. Uh, and it plays out in a lot of my favorite style of, like, 
sacrifice your creatures to get value on that. So that's why I had them at the top. I, I put Orzhov as literally my, my bottom, so I feel like... Oh, I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> I mean, I feel like to start, one of your points was that taxes were cool. I'm confused. Yeah, well, one, taxes are super cool. Like, you're welcome for infrastructure. Hello. <laughs> you're welcome for my infrastructure. But I don't think anyone, when they get that envelope in the mail, is like... Oh, let's go. <laughs> Roxy just likes her cool rule of chaos Super over here. excited for that. Yeah. I mean, who wants to be a, a portly ghost? You know, you could be alive. <laughs> you could be alive. Well, no, but you're going to die. You're not going to die if you're, if you're a 1010, like, big Yes, worm. you are. <laughs> that's forever. That's forever. <laughs> yeah, worms are forever. Okay, shots yeah, fired, well. Roxy. Why is, why is Gruel your favorite? Mm-hmm. Worms are... Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> because worms are forever. Worms. <laughs> because gruel is no nonsense. You get to be tough. You know, other people can take their turns, right? They can do their thing. But then you come out with some big creatures. And then you just get to mess everything up. Especially if you have flyers. That's a <laughs> pro tip. You just fly over everything. Just, you know, crash and burn. And also, you can have people, you know begrudge you when you take them out of the game super early, you know? It's it's not <laughs> But I mean, I feel like the the fundamental difference is like the sophistication, you know? It's like I I ain't bougie like that, you know? It's like <laughs> it's, all, it's a lot of the fanfare, right? Gruel just goes Absolutely. and takes what's ours, you know? Fair enough. They definitely I, try I, to. I see. What do you mean try to? <laughs> <laughs> All the, way. Yeah. the one the one thing that comes to my mind is just counter spell notably not all... in either of the guilds that we've talked about no i know <laughs> but like i'm just imagining you try and get your your big 10 10 out and then you got someone playing blue and it's yeah. just like nope <laughs> yeah now because blue is no fun right Oh, I don't oh. think that we can agree on that. Hard disagree. Oh like, my gosh, uh, no. As much as Azorius is my least favorite guild, uh, as far as Ravnica goes, I absolutely adore playing blue-white uh, and mm. playing like the control style of magic that they have. I just think that their guild is terrible, and uh, I don't think that anybody would want to be a part of that. So That's a similar reason why I had it at the bottom, too. And, but also no. for the fact that I don't enjoy playing against control decks. So <laughs> I also Hence feel bad when I play a control deck and top. I'm just like, no, no. How the worst yeah. feeling is you put out this big monster and then the next turn it's like, oh, your monster's nullified. Oh, your yeah. monster actually gives me health somehow. Oh, your monster? <laughs> yeah, your monster goes to your graveyard and then my graveyard just does this crazy thing. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just let my monster live for once. No. The worst is when they like restrict you in some way. It's like, oh, you want to play land? Well, you don't get to. Oh, you wanted <laughs> to put out a, another monster? Oh, only one of your monsters gets to attack. I'm like, yep. that defeats the whole purpose. The whole game is yep. about the creatures going, <laughs> you know? It's, it's, it's not. I feel like that if, if we've established anything today, it's that magic is not oh, just man. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not all about Smash. <laughs> well, I mean, I also had Gruel at the top, but I feel like it's for a very different reason. Like, like my top two were Gruel and Golgari, and I, I, I just yeah. like the the natural aesthetic that they have. Like, you think about Golgari, mm. it's, like, very... I mean, it's a, a bit of graveyard play in the actual game. But, um, you know, 
I think with the green that you have in both of those, it's just very natural and, like, forest-like. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm about it. <laughs> green. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, I think the Golgari aesthetic's really pretty. I'll I have to go back uh, and look at which one it was. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of uh, Simic, which happens to be Uni's top one, I believe. Yes. My second slot on there. Uh, but Simic was, like, my first introduction to the guilds as well. Uh, and, mm. like, you've got uh, all these giant, like, monstrosities of creatures that are just like, yeah, we wanted to, like, put some, you know, like, scorpion claws on you, and <laughs> it, we just thought it'd be fun. Like, what do you think? And it's it's all these people who uh, basically sign up, they're like, yep. I want I want to be able to fly. Like, give me some give me some dragonfly <laughs> wings, or like I would really like to swim and also fly and also burrow. So just like you know, mess me up with all these animal parts, and like I'm sure it'll be fine on the other end on here. Uh, and then like one of their proudest thing is this just giant ooze that's like give me everything. <laughs> Uh, and it, it, like in the game, he ends up getting like abilities of all a bunch of other creatures and stuff. In the lore, he like swallows up Rakdos himself, who's like this giant <laughs> demon with a huge scythe. Like you imagine Halloween Grim Reaper demon form, and that's what Daddy Rakdos is. And <laughs> the, like, Rakdos. yeah, Rack Daddy himself, and that's. That's another thing for you Rakdos fans out there, is you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh um, gosh. But, oh uh, my, what, what? Yeah, he like swallows them up on there. He's like, hum, 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 hum. you're mine. Wait, this is great. Wait, yeah. I chose such a beautiful one. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, thought it looks great. Yeah, it's like, why not both, you know? I like yeah. that a lot too. <laughs> yep. It's like, just, just mess me up with animals. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to take care of these things. I don't want to watch them. I don't want to preserve nature. I just want to be everything. <laughs> I, I rated it in the middle, but I mean that was a pretty good sell, and I don't think <laughs> we're gonna get like a consensus on um, or- Orzov. Orzov. Yeah, we're we're Orzov. not gonna agree on Orzov or Gruel. So, so. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we can all agree Simic is a solid solid. Oh choice. my gosh, yeah. my choice has been chosen. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> But also, approval. Also, yes, Rakdos, it's green and though. blue. <laughs> also, Rakdos, Rakdos was though. my third. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my third as well. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Rakdos it looked the cool. Light. The red and black. It was red and black, right? It was yes. the yeah. black one. Yeah, yeah, I thought it looked cool. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're a lot of fun, and I would uh, encourage other people to uh, look into them a bit more on there. Yeah, I actually like recently made a a Rakdos deck, so I'm pretty partial right now. Also, I think their logo is sort of the coolest as well. It does look cool. <laughs> I think I actually uh, I bought it because I thought it was a dragon, and then Kitty was like, "That no, that's just the that's just the Rakdos logo." Like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it was great because nice. you had a you had a yeah. triple color from, uh, land deck, and then like you put it mm-hmm. in the Rakdos thing, and my brain broke a little bit. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, okay, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's new, it's okay. <laughs> I've, I've been drawn to Rakdos from the start, so. Nice. It's a really cool one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rakdos seems cool. 
Especially after Graham's explanation of whoever this guy is. <laughs> Mr. Daddy Rackus. Rack Daddy himself. If I, if I search that up, will I get it? Like, will I see what it looks like? I, I don't Google that. <laughs> oh. Okay. That's a okay, whole other kind of cosplay right there. Yeah. Okay, I will, I will, I will Google it. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks right, so but much now, for yeah. having uh, having me around here. This has been this has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good time. I think there's one yeah. thing we still have to we still have to touch on though, and it's a contention point. So we're gonna try and wrap it up quick. Um, mm-hmm. What's the worst one? I think Azorius. Oh. Azorius. I think we can Azorius. Agree. Azorius. Is, is that terrible. just? Yeah. I, I can yeah, agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the worst type of people. <laughs> Easy. That's some solid rankings right there. <laughs> <laughs> Would agree. Well, and that's our show for tonight. Thank you, Nonsense Gamers, for joining in in our conversation. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you next week with a new episode every Saturday. Boop! Boop! Boop, boop! Boop! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, boys! <laughs>